0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. Wow, what a game yesterday. The Kansas Jayhawks, the Arkansas Razorbacks, and the Liberty Bowl. Boy, did it start out terrible for the Jayhawks. But by the end of the game, you saw the fight, you saw the heart in this Kansas Jayhawks football team. And they came all the way back from down 38-13 to 13, with three minutes and 30 seconds left in the third quarter to tie it up 38-38 and send the game to overtime. So let's get into the game from the start. I don't want to jump right into the good part, right into the the craziness of the overtime, but ultimately the Jayhawks did fall short. Fifty-five, fifty-three. I'm sure most of you listening to this podcast watch the game. If you're a big Kansas Jayhawks fan, you probably did watch the game. If not, if you're just listening to this podcast, stumbling upon it to hear about the post-game of the Liberty Bull, uh, you missed a great game. It was an absolutely fantastic matchup. Uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks started out hot. Kansas caught up to them by the end of the game. But like I said, let's get back. From the start of the game, KU showed, as they've been doing all season, that they have that bend and don't break defense. It bent a lot more, or I should say it broke a lot more than it bent in the first half. But on the first drive, they let Arkansas roll down the field, but then they held up in the red zone. They held Arkansas to a field goal on their first possession, and then What happens, the Kansas offense comes out and shows what they've done a lot of the season, especially when Jalen Daniels is a starting quarterback. They go out there with an absolutely beautiful drive to start the game, and it starts with a touchdown pass from Jalen Daniels to running back Kai Thomas. It was an incredible pass. Jalen Daniels eluded a pass rusher, really should have been sacked on the play, but somehow got the ball out without getting deflected, without fumbling, and it was a touchdown. Kansas leading 7-3 to three at that point. But then, yeah, things went downhill rather quickly in the first quarter for the Kansas Jayhawks. K.J. Jefferson, the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks quarterback, who will be a Heisman contender next year, I believe. Uh, I think Jalen Daniels, by the way, uh, the Kansas quarterback, will also be a Heisman contender next year. But K.J. Jefferson... Led the Razorbacks right back down the field for a quick touchdown drive of their own. They took the 10-7 lead at that point. Then on the ensuing kickoff. Oh, this one hurt, Jayhawks fans. The Razorbacks kick off the ball. And the Jayhawks return man looked like he was going to fair catch it, potentially. But what happens? He muffs the kick return. And Arkansas jumps on the ball. So KU's down 10-7. Arkansas already in the red zone. They're sitting pretty, getting ready to score again. One play later, they're back in the end zone. All of a sudden, 17-7 Arkansas leads. I was watching social media as I was watching the game. Everybody thinking the same thing. All right, that was a terrible mistake. Kansas gets down by 10 points in the first quarter. We've seen this time and time again throughout the 2022 season. They've got to clean up the turnovers for 2023. That's got to be a sticking point for Lance Leipold going forward. But the hole was dug, and momentum was on Arkansas's side in the Liberty Bowl. Next drive, Kansas gets the ball back. They don't muff the kickoff. They actually move the ball very well. They get into the red zone. And then Jalen Daniels with an untimely throw, just a little bit behind the receiver, and it gets picked off. Yes, it's a red zone interception. It's a red zone turnover. Once again, you don't want to see that. The Jayhawks are trying to keep the game close, trying to cut the game, and maybe do a three-point lead for the Arkansas Razorbacks, but they throw the interception. So Arkansas gets the ball back. What do they do? They just drive back down the field, score again, get another touchdown, and it's all of a sudden 24-7 to at the end of the first quarter. You blink and you think, what happened? How is it 24-7 at the end of the first quarter? Well, it was the two turnovers. That's exactly what's happened to Kansas throughout the second half of the season. They turn the ball over and then they start losing by double digits. Usually Kansas comes back. The Texas game this year was the only game where they were not competitive from start to finish. But here it is 24-7 at the end of the first quarter. You're not feeling good about the Kansas Jayhawks and their chances in the Liberty Bowl at this point. Second quarter, pretty quiet overall, but Arkansas scores a touchdown with five minutes left in the half. It's 31-7 with five minutes left in the first half. The whole time we're thinking, all right, Kansas has to score. They have to do something. They have to create a turnover. They get the ball first after halftime, so maybe if they can score going to halftime, maybe they can get some momentum. Well, you weren't feeling good at 31-7, but... Kansas does answer with a touchdown right before halftime. Now, curiously enough, they decide to go for a two-point conversion there. Down 31-13, to 13, they go for two, and they don't convert. So instead of being down 31-14, to 14, getting the ball first after halftime, maybe being able to take uh, a touchdown right after halftime and make it 31-21, they go for two, and they don't get it. So it's 31-13 At halftime. And like I said, KU gets the ball first to start the second half. What do they do with the ball? They drive to midfield. Just past midfield. They get on the other side. And then the drive stalls out. It's fourth and three. You're thinking, all right. Down 31-13. First possession of the second half. Fourth and three on the other side of the field. You got to go for it right here, right? Well, they keep the offense on the field. But what they decide to do is do a pooch punt with Jalen Daniels. So Kansas, instead of going for it on fourth and three, pooch punts it. And instead of getting field position, the football goes into the end zone and they end up only with about 25 yards of field position after the pooch. So it's a disappointing first possession after halftime. Uh, they Arkansas actually would go down and get a touchdown after that pooch punt. So they take a 38-13 to 13 lead midway through the third quarter. Terrible. You're not feeling good. 38-13 midway through. But you know what happens here? Kansas shows their fight. The Jayhawks show their heart. They show what they've shown all season long. They're not going to go down without a fight. And the defense finally steps up. After Arkansas did whatever they wanted to on offense the first two-and-a-half quarters, the Kansas Jayhawks defense steps up. I noticed a trend throughout the season. The Jayhawks come into the game, look like they don't know what they're doing. The coaches make adjustments at halftime, and then they look pretty good defensively the second half of the game. And that is what happened in this Liberty Bowl. The Jayhawks did not allow another touchdown the rest of the third quarter and the rest of the fourth quarter. Now they gave the ball back to the offense. The offense had to convert. The offense had to make plays. And this is when things get interesting. Kai Thomas gets back into the action. Gets a three-yard touchdown run with 3.05 left in the third quarter to cut the lead to 38-28. Things keep getting more interesting. Interesting. Both defenses getting stops back and forth. They're going blow for blow on defense. And then it's the fourth quarter. Both defenses continue to play well through the start of the fourth quarter. Going back and forth. And then with about five minutes left in the game, the Jayhawks' defense is starting to get tired. The Razorbacks get on the edge of field goal range. They don't have a great kicker. But for some reason... The Razorbacks try to get a little bit too cute on a second-down play. They run a reverse, and they get the edge. looks like they're going to gain a couple yards. But then the Jayhawks strip the ball, and the Hawk Mamba, Kobe Bryant, picks it up and runs it back to midfield. The play was reviewed, but it was upheld. The Jayhawks get the ball back with just under five minutes to go in the game, down 38-20. to And I did, I did miss one thing in this game. They got a field goal earlier in the fourth quarter. So it was 38-23 before that fumble recovery. Sorry, I did miss that point. 38-23, the Jayhawks got a field goal early on in the fourth quarter. So it is 38-23. Jayhawks have the ball at midfield down by two touchdowns, down by 15 points. About three minutes left in the game. The Jayhawks drive down the field. They're getting into field goal. They don't need a field goal, but they're into field goal range. They're getting close to the red zone. They need two touchdowns and a two-point conversion. That's what they need. And what happens? Jalen Daniels leads them down the field. Hits Douglas Emlian in the end zone for his first catch of the game. That brings the Jayhawks within eight points. 38-30. And now the Jayhawks need a miracle. They need to get the onside kick. They need to get another touchdown and a two-point conversion. Not very likely with only a minute and five seconds left in the game. Well, what happens? They absolutely landed on that onside kick. Perfectly executed onside kick. They get the ball back with a minute left in the game. Less than 30 seconds later... Jalen Daniels finds Luke Grimm in the back of the end zone to bring the score to 38-36. Remember, with three minutes and five seconds left in the third quarter, the score was 38-13. The Jayhawks come all the way back. Score a touchdown with 41 seconds left in the game. 38-36. They need a two-point conversion. And in a perfectly called two-point conversion play, Jalen Daniels converts. He hits L.J. Arnold in the back of the end zone to convert the gate, to convert the two-point conversion. And the game is tied 38-38. A 25-point deficit erased. The comeback was complete. An incredible turnaround. Something that has never been seen before in the Liberty Bowl. The Jayhawks push it to overtime. And you could tell both defenses were tired at this point in the game. Both defenses worn out. Both offenses ready to roll, and what happens in overtime? Arkansas wins the toss, and they opt to play defense first. They want to see if Kansas scores. They want to see what they have to do on their offensive possession. Well, they run right down into the five-yard line. First play, they cap it off with who else but Jared Casey getting the first touchdown in overtime. KU decides to kick the extra point. They convert it, they lead 45-38. Now, in the first overtime, you have the option to kick the extra point or go for two. In the second overtime, both teams have to go for two if they score a touchdown. If you get to a third overtime, you guys just trade back and forth two-point conversion attempts, back and forth, back and forth. That's the new college overtime rules. I kind of like it. It makes things interesting. But Arkansas would need to score a touchdown touchdown To send it to that second overtime. And what happens? They do. Easy score by Arkansas. They make it 45-45 after they convert the uh, extra point try. And then Arkansas gets the ball first in the second overtime. KJ Jefferson makes it look easy. Quick 20-yard touchdown run. They convert their two-point try to take a 53-45 lead. And Kansas would have to answer. Jalen Daniels continues his hot streak. An incredible game by the quarterback. He takes it in from two yards himself. Gets the touchdown. Cuts the lead to 53-51. They need another two-point conversion. Jalen Daniels tries to take it in himself. Falls just short of the end zone. But a flag comes out. The referees call targeting on Arkansas for a defenseless player as Jalen Daniels was reaching for the end zone. They review the play. It takes so long, but the play was upheld, and Kansas gets another attempt at the two-point conversion. What do they do? They go to their bread and butter. Jalen Daniels passed to Jared Casey. Touchdown. Game is tied 53-53 going into the third overtime. Now both teams have to go for two-point conversions. That's it. Each team gets possession from the three-yard line to try to get in and get two points. Well, what happens? Arkansas gets the first possession. An easy touchdown pass from Jefferson to Rashad Dubian. And it looked like maybe one of the Kansas defenders fell down, but they were just tired. They weren't in full, I don't know. It it just looked like they couldn't stop Arkansas at this point. Kansas has to go out there down 53 to 55 and convert a two-point conversion to keep the game going. What does Kansas do? They bring in backup quarterback Jason Bean, line up as a wide receiver. Jalen Daniels takes a snap, flips it to Bean, who had the option to run it or pass it. And it looked like he had an edge there. It looked like he had an edge to the end zone where he could have ran it in and got the two points. He decides to try to throw it to the back of the end zone. He missed an open tight end that was in the middle of the end zone overthrows the back of the end zone, incomplete pass, and unfortunately, that's how the game ends for the Kansas Jayhawks. It was an incredible comeback. It was an incredible game. Kansas showed their heart. They showed their will to try to come back and get a win for their program, for their fans. Their fans who, by the way, traveled from Lawrence, from the Kansas City area, by car because Southwest had canceled thousands of flights. Yeah. But... They put on a show for those fans. They really did. Unfortunately, Arkansas gets the win 55-53. It was an incredible effort from the Jayhawks. And they have something proud to build on moving into 2023. Lance Leipold has built something that they can be proud of. And yeah, he said it starting last summer. There are no moral victories in, starting in 2022. And he lived up to that. They went 6-6. Six and six. They went to a bowl game. They finished the season 6-7. and seven. They didn't get the win in the bowl game. There is no moral victory. But in this game, when you're down 38-13 to with three minutes and five seconds left in the third quarter, you come back, send it to overtime, take it to triple overtime, that is something worth being proud of. No moral victory, but it is something to be proud of to see this Kansas Jayhawks team fight back and show what they're made of. They have a lot of pieces coming back in 2023. This is a team that I think will win even more games next year than they did this year. And I'm excited to talk about that. We don't have time to talk about it this week, but that is something we will talk about in the coming weeks. They've dove into the transfer portal. They have several key starters returning on both sides of the ball, including your quarterback, Jalen Daniels. You've got your running back, Stable coming back. Daniel Highshaw, of course, who got hurt midway through the season. He'll be back. You've got Uh, The real deal, Devin Neal, he's coming back. You got Kai Thomas, who played a big role in this Liberty Bowl. He's coming back. And it's just the the offense is going to be on fire again next year. I have a good feeling the defense needs to make some moves. They need to overhaul it a little bit. They should have their top pass rusher coming back. They should also have their top cornerback, Kobe Bryant, the Hawk Mamba. He should be back as well. So there's a lot to look forward to in 2023 for this Kansas football program. Very excited to see where they go with Lance Leipold in his third year. All right, that's the Liberty Bowl recap. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys got to watch it. It was an instant classic. Very proud of the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, let's talk some basketball. Because Kansas opens their conference play in hoops this Saturday, 1 p.m. at Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas. Game is going to be on CBS. The Jayhawks are hosting Oklahoma State. And typically, Oklahoma State and Kansas play pretty close in basketball. No matter the records, I don't know what it is about Oklahoma State. I know Bill Self played there in his college days. Maybe it's something about that. But no matter what it is, you cannot take the Oklahoma State Cowboys for granted. And the Kansas Jayhawks open... Uh, their conference slate at home again this Saturday, 1 p.m. on CBS against Oklahoma State. KU sitting there at number four in the nation with an 11-1 and record. Oklahoma State is 8-4. and four. They are unranked. They're currently, the last time I checked, the only Big 12 team that is not projected to make it into the big dance in March. So that's an interesting note as well. Here's another thing that I'm looking at right now. The Kansas Jayhawks have one of the most incredible streaks in college basketball going right now. 31 straight conference open winners. So they've won 31 straight games when they kick off the conference schedule. I'm hoping to make it 32 this Saturday against Oklahoma State. The last time they lost a home opener, January 8th, 1991, against the Oklahoma Sooners. Think about what you were doing on January 8th, 1991. Maybe some of you listening to this right now were not even born yet. Maybe some of you are like me and were just a young kid at the time. I was probably getting ready to go to a basketball game of my own. I was probably playing bitty basketball over there in Olathe at the Salvation Army. I was probably getting ready to go uh, to a game of my own back in 1991, but... That is an incredible streak. 31 straight conference opener winners for the Kansas Jayhawks looking to make it 32 this Saturday at 1 p.m. on CBS against Oklahoma State. Hopefully we'll see an easy home win to open conference play. And that about does it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to this Liberty Bowl recap. Also talking about the opening of Big 12 play in college basketball. Hoping Kansas makes it to that 32nd consecutive conference opening win you can always get at me on twitter let me know what's going on at jay hawker talker at mark the overseer as well we can keep the conversation going about ku hoops or about the liberty bowl whatever i'm open to talk about all of it my name is mark van sickle you've been listening to the jay hawker talker podcast in affiliation with the heartland college sports podcast network you can always check out my latest article over there at college check out what everybody else is doing Lots of great stuff over there on the website at heartlandcollegesports.com. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.